Matiffy. I'm the pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in Mayfield Heights, Ohio. And I'm joined here tonight by Pastor Gus Supan of uh, Cuyahoga Valley Community Church, and my wife Kathy, of course, and Bobette Hatterberg. Now, Kathy and uh, Bobette are both certified biblical counselors through the North, uh, uh, National Association of Nauthetic Counselors, and they're uh, actively involved in the counseling ministry of Cornerstone Community Church. And I'm glad that you're all able to uh, be with, nice uh, to be, be here. here tonight. Nice to be here. Thanks. We couldn't go on without Gus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, for the next hour, until about 8 o'clock or so, a little before, we're going to discuss uh, God's role for wives, God's role for wives in the marriage relationship. And as always, our phone lines are open, so if you have a question or if you have a comment or if you even have a testimony, how God has a wife, how God has uh, transformed your life through obeying his word, uh, then I'd, we would uh, feel free to to call. We want to encourage you to call in, and you can uh, call us locally at 216-901-0933 or toll-free at 888-677-9673. And before and after every uh, break, I'll make sure and give you that call again. But we'll take calls at any time. Also, I'd like to say, if you know of someone who can benefit from this topic on God's role for wives in the marriage relationship, I'd ask you to just give them a call right now and tell them to tune in to 1220 AM WHKW. Well, uh, Kathy, honey, Bobette, and Gus, as you all know, most uh, couples marry with high expectations, don't they? Mm-hmm. Definitely. When, yeah. <laughs> when my wife and I do marriage counseling, it's always the fun the fun thing to do. It's uh, not marriage counseling. I mean, premarital counseling. That's the fun part because yeah. right. they're... Stereo-eyed, they're like everything's wonderful. We're in love, and they're goo-goo-eyed. <laughs> it's after they've been married for several years, and that's the one that's the harder one to counsel, right? And she's going <laughs> to unconditionally love him, and he's going to unconditionally love her. I've heard that every time. Oh yeah, <laughs> and what we like to tell them is, you know, as most of you know as well, most couples they marry with very high expectations, don't they? Yes. But unfortunately, it's not long before those expectations turn into what frustrations. Now, why is that? Uh, what, what goes wrong? Well, we believe that more often than not, it's a failure on the, on the part of the couple uh, to understand and to fulfill their God-given role in marriage. You see, God has given complementary roles to the husband and to the wife. And when a husband and wife understand, accept, and fulfill their complementary roles, It's going to promote oneness in their relationship, oneness or unity or intimacy. Now, I'm convinced, and I'm sure that my panel is convinced as well, that the only hope for a good, solid marriage is to follow God's role, uh, uh, the roles that God has for a husband Mm -hmm. and a wife. And those roles are very clearly revealed in Scripture. Ignore those roles— and your marriages will be characterized by confusion and frustration. Now, next Sunday, uh, we're going to uh, take a look at the husband's role. Uh, so you won't, you won't lose out, husbands. So, but uh, <laughs> this week, we want to answer the question that many wives may be thinking right now. Lord, how am I supposed to live with this man? <laughs> and the answer is this, by accepting and fulfilling your God-given role. Now, 
God's primary role, the wife's role, as I mean, for uh, primary role, can be narrowed down to uh, three key words that are found in the Scripture. I think these three key words kind of help a wife capsulize uh, her role, primary role. And these three key words are helper, submission, and respect. And this is what we want to discuss throughout the course of this program. Helper, submission, and respect. Now let's take that first key word. That key word uh, is found in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. I'm going to ask my wife, Kathy, if she could please read that uh, verse. It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now that verse answers a a fundamental question. It answers the question, Why was the woman created? What is her God-given role? And it's clear from this passage that God created Eve specifically to be a helper for Adam. Now, basically, the created function of the wife is to help her husband. God says in, in, in the last half of verse 18, he says, I will make him a helper fit for him. Now, that word fit speaks of the woman as being his perfect counterpart, In other words, she fits his needs like two pieces of a puzzle fit together. Now, this means something for the wife, but you know, it also means something for the husband, doesn't it, Gus? Mm -hmm. And so before we share what this means uh, for the wife, and I'm going to allow our ladies here to share uh, mainly about that, uh, let's first talk a little bit about what it means for the husband. Uh, Pastor Gus, you have any thoughts on that? Sure, it's interesting that in the creation uh, scenario in uh, Genesis, uh, in the uh, days of creation, after God created a, an element, he always ended up by saying, it is good. Mm-hmm. But then he gets to uh, the creation of man, mm-hmm. and at the end, he said, it is not good mm-hmm. for man to be alone. Uh, the problem is that as God created the woman to be a helper, we men are too macho. We don't think we need a helper. We want to be able to, to do things all on our own, when in fact that's not the, the way God designed it. When either one of us steps into the other role, conflict, even if you put your little toe into, the, into your wife's role, <laughs> there's going to be cu- trouble and because it's not, as you said earlier, that perfect living, that perfect role. So, so we, we have needs. We have needs that can only be fulfilled by our helper, and we oftentimes, you know, walk by that. Right, right. I kind of uh, uh, like the way I heard this old preacher uh, speaking on this passage some years, years ago uh, when I was a newer believer, and he, and he uh, was speaking on this passage, it's not good that man should be alone, I'll, I'll make him a helper that's, that's fit for him. And then the old preacher says, uh, he says, wives, I've just got one thing to say to you. Help the boy. He needs a lot of help. Just help the boy, you know. And then he said, and every wife said, amen, amen. right? <laughs> so in other words, I think what it says for the husband is, you know what? We husbands need a lot of help, don't we, Gus? We need right. a lot of help. So, uh, and it also, I think it says that, uh, 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 it says to the man that nothing can contribute as a wife can. Nothing can contribute as a wife, man, she is a fit. She is a suitable helper. 
one that corresponds to the man like nothing else can. She's kind of, to the man, kind of like uh, what a key is to the lock, a lock or, or what film is to a camera. And I would say that's indispensable, right? You can't, what good is it having a camera without film? Amen. Amen. You like that, huh, honey? Right. So she helps him accomplish uh, more than what he can on his own. Now, what does this mean for the woman? What does this mean for the woman? Uh, we're fortunate to have two ladies here tonight. Now, both, uh, both of you have uh, taught these roles to other women in Bible studies. You've taught these roles to women in counseling. Uh, and as wives yourselves, uh, you had to learn to apply them personally in your own marriages. Uh, mm-hmm. So can you, uh, Bobette and Kathy, can you share what this word helper means for wives? Well, I think that uh, some of the things like what you and Gus have been sharing is that you, you've come to realize that the man needs a helper. And I think that we can say that that's what Adam realized. And uh, in in Genesis chapter 2, after Adam was created, God put Adam in the garden and gave him the job of tending to it. And he was also given the responsibility of naming all the animals. And And it was then, it says that Adam realized that there wasn't anyone like him or fit uh, for him. And mm-hmm. I, you can kind of envision this where Adam's naming the animals and saying, you know, there's nobody here that's like comparable to me, that's like me, that I can share with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the part of this role of helper or helpmeet, which means suitable or comparable mm-hmm. or fit or like a counterpart, means that Eve was God's perfect fit for Adam. She completed and harmonized with him unlike the animals did. And she was able to share with Adam in his calling what God had called him to do, which animals can't do. You know, I don't I don't care what they say about man's best friend, but <laughs> the woman it, it can't it can't he, he can't that little man's best friend can't compare to what the woman can be to to the man. Amen. But but, I bet I'm gonna allow you to share a little bit. I'm gonna we need to take a, a about a quick two minute break here. And I do want to give a phone call for any who would like to call in uh, and uh, ask any questions of uh, our biblical counselors here tonight or if you have a testimony to share. And you can call locally at 216-901-0933 or toll free at 888-677-9673. We'll be back in two minutes. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? 
want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. I'm Iron Tiffey, here with a, a panel of biblical counselors, and we're discussing the topic of God's role for wives in the marriage relationships. And we stated that that role can be understood by three key words found in the Bible, helper, submission, and respect. And uh, at this time, we're on the first term, the term helper. And uh, we've asked... Uh, we're fortunate to have two female counselors here, uh, my wife Kathy and, and uh, Bobette Hatterberg. And I would like uh, for uh, Bobette to, to share with us what this word helper means to a wife. Well, I think unfortunately today, wouldn't you say that women kind of have a negative viewpoint of what a helper is? That mm-hmm. I think people think that that's a demeaning word. Right. And actually, if we look at it in light of Scripture, we're created equal mm-hmm. in God's image along with our husbands, and yet we've been given this role. And I think of Jesus in the way that he was often seen as a helper, and I think what an honoring role that was, and that that's really how we have to look at it. It's an honor to be able to come alongside someone, in this case our husbands, and help them. And I think that can totally change a woman's viewpoint, even as how she handles that, and makes it so much easier to please the Lord if we see it the way the Lord sees it as an honoring position to be chosen for. That's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point because the Lord himself takes that, uh, the Lord is my helper, and that's not a demeaning uh, term for him, is exactly. it? Exactly. Right. That's an excellent point. And, and even uh, the helper is one of the names used of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, and it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, that that word which means that word helper mm-hmm. which means called to one side or to right, one's right. aid or a mm-hmm. comforter which is what the holy spirit is to us where is that mm-hmm. uh, stated of the holy spirit in uh john fourteen sixteen, he says mm-hmm. and i will pray the father and he will give you another helper that's right. yes. and uh you know somebody called to our side as an aid or a comforter and that's what the holy spirit is to us and mm-hmm. and you know i think it's interesting that eve was created from adam's side and then was was called as we are as wives to stay there and and provide that strength and comfort mm-hmm. and the counsel and so on for our husbands amen and uh before we go on to that second uh keyword uh, a role for wives. Uh, can you ladies share some practical ways that this role of helper is lived out or can be lived out day to day in the in the life of a marriage? I think one key thing to realize is that it may look a little different in each marriage. And I think what is really helpful for a wife is to really find out what is helpful to her husband to ask him. 
you know, even to ask him at the beginning of the week, you know, what do you want to accomplish this week? What are some of your goals and some of your plans for the week? And how can I help those? Um, because I think the husband knows best how he needs help. And then I think there are also times when the wife may just notice little things that may be helpful and that she can just graciously offer those things. Just before the break, Kathy was helping you, Armin, reminding mm-hmm. you of something <laughs> about the show tonight. And so it's a good opportunity to see that lived out right now. Yes. Amen. I, Amen. And what she was reminding me of is the phone number. And if anybody would like to she call She was in, helping you. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to call in uh, with any questions or comments or a testimony. Uh, at 216-901-0933. And, you know, I think that's so important what Bobette was was saying about each marriage is different, each husband is different, and we need to think in particular how our our husband needs help. And, and we need to think about God's calling on our husband's lives. And, for example honey, you know, my husband is, for example, he's been called to the work of the ministry. So I want to think mm-hmm. of how I can help him in this work right. of ministering. Yes. From, a, from a man's, per, uh, man's perspective, again, from a husband, uh, the, the way in which a woman unfolds this help is important because sometimes the help is, is coming across as as domineering or controlling instead of the way you just mentioned it, Kathy, mm-hmm. that the, the, the way we approach is, I'm here, I want to do this, uh, I'm not here to make your life miserable, mm-hmm. let me come alongside you, That's let me right. help you. And, and I think that women would use the approach, the tender-hearted approach. Most of us men, we're, we're a piece of cake when, when we're treated with love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Amen. And I think thinking of ministry, too, I see our husbands as being that primary ministry for us as wives, mm. that our goal is to make them our ministry and to come alongside whatever ministry God has given them. And really, that helps me a little bit even decide what I should be doing to help, because I don't want anything else to interfere with those ways that I need to put him first and to help him to neglect what it is he wants, what God wants him to accomplish. Mm. Amen. And, you know, um, I think another way that this is lived out uh, in the day-to-day life of a marriage is that if if uh, you have children, uh, that means that God has called your husband to be a father. Therefore, you want to be thinking as a wife, how can I help him in his role as a father? Mm-hmm. You know, well, you can give him bits of information about the children to help him understand him. You know, a husband's mm-hmm. busy. He's, mm-hmm. he's at work. Mm-hmm. He's providing for the family. Mm-hmm. So we want to think of how we can help him in that role and how he can touch his children's lives in mm-hmm. special ways. Mm-hmm. And you were very good at that, honey. Well, I remember... Because um, I needed a lot of help. You needed a lot of help. <laughs> well, you you were busy, and, you know, I, I, I remember thinking, you know, how can I help you be a fun dad and uh, that I would provide you with ideas um, to do right. as a family, yes. and uh, and we would pretend that they were your ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope the kids aren't listening to this right <laughs> now because they, they still think they're now, your ideas. There goes our secret. <laughs> but I know Bobette's done a lot of that too, because she has a very busy husband. Mm-hmm. I do, and that's another area I think wives can be helpful. Um, 
for my husband, it's been a case of even helping him just keep track of all the things that are going on in our lives and kind of being that balance of the calendar for him and being able to sit down at the beginning of the week and say, don't forget, we need to be here at this time on this day or so-and-so needs a call returned to them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one specific way that he's let me know that I can help him. Yes. And you know, Bobette, don't you think that when we as wives act in these kind of ways that not only is it pleasing to God, but we are being like the wise woman who it talks about in in Proverbs who builds her house Mm. instead of tearing it down. Definitely. All right. I'm sure that you'll you'll probably touch this point next week, Armin, and that is that when when the wife is helping, like in being a good husband and being a good father, uh, she is not saying that uh, I'm, I'm going to help you, you know, make some suggestions on how to be a good father. That I'm going to take away your responsibility because the education and training of our children belongs to the husband, and it, it's delegated to the wife. Amen. Very good. Thank mm. you, Gus. Mm. From a a man's perspective. Well, so one word that uh, describes the wife's role is the word helper. And there is a second word we should move on to now uh, because of our time. And that's found in Ephesians uh, chapter 5 and uh, verses 22 uh, through 24. I'd like to ask uh, Bobette, could you read that for us, that passage? Ephesians 5, this is verses 22 through 24. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So I guess we can say that key word is is submission. The, the S word. word. Submission. Yep, that's the, the word. word. The S word. <laughs> Don't turn off the radio yet. <laughs> Don't turn off your radio. Let's, let's explain what it does and doesn't mean. It is a word that arouses um, intense emotion, doesn't it? Yes, because it it's does. equated with uh, tyranny. It's equated with uh, blind obedience. But you know what? That's a crude misunderstanding of, of headship and submission so I think it being very important, anytime you talk about this word submission, to clear up the confusion. And uh, what, what are some wrong views of submission? And also, uh, you can incorporate what, are, what should be, how should it be properly viewed? One comment I hear from women is, that's outdated, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, that all changed mm-hmm. in the 70s and definitely in the 80s, and here we are in the 2000s, and so it's outdated, yet... God's word is unchanging. God is unchanging, mm-hmm. and his principles for us are That's unchanging. Right. And so we have to understand that what he wrote in Ephesians is still true for us today. It's still a command for us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important to remember that submission isn't just a concept for women. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a command that is given and been given to all believers. It's a way of life in yes. society, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Ephesians... Uh, 521 talks about believers submitting to one another. Mm-hmm. And in Hebrews 13, 17 speaks of us all submitting to church leaders. Right. When you really think about it, it's really a principle of what? Harmony. Harmony. Mm-hmm. That's a principle of harmony. Yes. We, we couldn't exist without harmony, can't could we? It would be chaotic. No. You know, uh, think of, uh, I mean, as I said, it, it, as, and as my wife mentioned, it's a it's a principle of life. Every well-ordered society 
every well-ordered organization is going to practice the principle of submission uh, to leadership, submission and leadership. Otherwise, we couldn't exist in harmony. Take Take a nation, for example. You have your authorities and you have your Citizens that submit to the authorities. Mm. Take a mm-hmm. church. You have your leadership and you have your followers. Take a business. You have your employer and you have the employees. Uh, you have the teachers. You have the pupils. You have the parent. You have the, pro- the, the the child. On and on it goes. Leadership and submission to leadership is a principle of harmony. Yes. Marmon, yeah. the, um, the difficulty that uh, I've learned that women have in understanding and in, in uh, following through submission in a, in a biblical way uh, goes all the way back to to the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the to the curse. The uh, women would have pain in childbearing, and they would desire their the uh, the control of their husbands. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells mm-hmm. us this. Mm-hmm. So they have a natural propensity to resist mm-hmm. the submission in the, in the way that the Bible tells us to do. Yes, that's, that's I, I, true. exactly. I think that we could we could say that the battle of the sexes is the result mm-hmm. of the fall. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. You know, not uh, not men wanting to be the big boss, which is what our culture would tell us today, or we think submission was man's idea, but really it's a result of the fall. In in Genesis three sixteen, mm-hmm. it says, "Your desire will be, be for your, your husband." husband. In other words, Eve's desire will be to dominate her husband. And so, you know, that tells us, when if that's our desire, that, that tells us as wives that we can't submit on mm-hmm. our own. We need God's grace. Amen. Amen. That's for sure. And we receive that when we humble ourselves. Right. I think this has been one of the hardest areas for me, um, being a driven type A personality, if that's what you want to call it, it's been hard for me to, to figure out what that looks like biblically and how to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I panicked that it meant that I needed to just sit back and let life happen and not have any input in my marriage and you know, to just kind of sit there quietly. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as I really began to understand, I think that's a misconception that some women have, mm-hmm. and that's why they battle against mm-hmm. it. And I think it goes back to what we just talked about being a helpmate, that if we're a helpmate, it implies that we definitely should have input in that marriage. Right. And yet we need to be willing to submit to our husband's view when those views are different. We certainly want to share ours. And there's sometimes when we have experiences or knowledge that may be helpful to him, but knowing how to share that and then knowing how to step back and let him make those decisions That's right. and to support him right. in that is That's what submission right. so really it does, is. It, so it doesn't mean that... A, w- a wife should never open her mouth, that uh, she never has an opinion, she never offers any advice. Mm-mm. And once in a while, we're running to a husband that has that understanding of it. And I like to quote, I kind of quote this, paraphrase that passage <laughs> in uh, uh, Genesis, back in Genesis 2.18, where I say, it's not good for a man to make decisions alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, He needs a helper mm-hmm. uh, in decision making. I remember the Ralph Cramden, uh, 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 the, uh, the fellow on the... Jackie Gleason, when he would, uh, <laughs> as the taxi cab driver, come home and he would say to, I forget her name, uh, 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 forget her name now. Yeah. She would say, I'm boss and you're nothing. I'm boss and you're nothing. <laughs> and she says, big deal. You're boss of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have to take a quick two-minute break here. And uh, we do invite any to call in with any questions, any comments, or any testimonies. And the number here is 201 or toll-free, 888 
So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. We're discussing the topic of God's role for wives in the marriage relationship. And that role can be understood by three key words that are found in the Bible. And those three key words are helper, submission, and respect. We've already spent time discussing the term helper, and we're in the midst at this point on the word submission. And we're trying to uh, continue to clear up the confusion. Is there anything else our... uh, Ladies would like to add to that to clear up the confusion of what submission does mean and does not mean? Well, I know that earlier you were saying about it being that uh, principle of harmony Mm -hmm. and peace. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to to note that a Christian woman's submission rises above the earthly purpose of just having like a peaceful 
family life or just harmony or for the sake of harmony. A Christian woman needs needs to see submission as a spiritual matter. Right. Because in in Ephesians 5.22, what Bobette read earlier, it says to the wife to submit to her husband as to the Lord. And this is significant. Uh, the Lord in Ephesians 5.22 is giving us a model or an example to follow. What what he says here is that in the same way as you submit to the Lord, submit to your husband. And, you know, that should cause us to ask ourselves the question, how do I submit right. to the Lord? Right, mm-hmm. right. It has, Gus, we had something to add it has to this. implication mm-hmm. for the husband as well. Now, I have the, the habit daily of praying scriptures for my wife. Mm-hmm. I have them here. I pray two scriptures every day. And on Wednesday, and, and I'm saying this, uh, and I know, I'm sure Phyllis is listening. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this because I know from counseling how difficult submission is, mm-hmm. and how diffi- and, and I want to be, uh, I want to be able to uh, uh, perpetuate that desire for the submission as I submit to Christ. So here's what I pray on Wednesdays. I said, Lord, teach me to submit to you, so that Phyllis will submit to me. Reveal this to her without any, without my demanding coercing or ma- manipulating her to submission. Mm. I pray mm. that, that scripture mm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now I have a whole series mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. and I, I think husbands should help their wives by praying for them mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. not an easy mm-hmm. thing to do. And we can go back and blame Eve or blame Adam <laughs> for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to remind anyone that's listening, uh, feel free to call in with any questions, any comments, or a testimony that you may have on how you applied uh, this uh, uh, the Lord's word uh, to your relationship. And you can call here at 216-901-0933. Do you think there's any situations uh, where, where a wife should not submit to a husband? Well, certainly, in going back and thinking about how we submit to the Lord first, we would never want to sin um, as a direct command from our husband. So if a husband were to ask the wife to do something that was a direct violation of God's commands, then she would have to lovingly tell him that she could not submit to that because Mm -hmm. she first needs to submit to the Lord. Unfortunately, I think sometimes as women, we use that excuse Mm -hmm. to get by not Mm -hmm. submitting. And it's not necessarily sin. It's just something we don't prefer. And we think maybe God has a better way. Right. And, um, you know, we need to be careful that it really is sin, that it's something in Scripture we can point out to him. And I think that's the way to, it would be proper to do it, is right. to show him in Scripture right. why we can't do that. That's right. We have a call from uh, Harry, Harry in Michigan. Harry, uh, welcome to Transforming Lives. How can we help you? Well, good evening to you all. This good is evening. my first time listening, and uh, from the way that we're talking about these vital issues, I don't think it'll be my last. <laughs> well, well, Harry, make sure you turn it, tune in next week because we're going to be talking about the husband. Talking about yeah. you. You don't want to miss that one, right? We need to. Um, I, I can't tell you um, how much I agree with where you all are coming from, and not just because I'm a man, but because I grew up in a, a non-Christian home. Mm. And in our home, we didn't know what anybody's role was. <laughs> and I see that in a lot of, a lot of our culture today. Uh, there's so many. There's so much sexual confusion mm-hmm. about what men's roles and what women's mm-hmm. roles in the home are. Isn't and it? Yeah. I cannot mm-hmm. thank you enough that you were addressing the issue. Every church should be addressing this issue, not only of submission, 
but the word helper yes. is a humongous word. It's huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, as men, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> you know? And the wife said, by Amen. Because Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know? we, we don't know everything. We know some things about right. some things, but right. we don't know uh, everything about everything. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I look at submission like this. Um, a wife should have uh, a say, an input, um, as one of the ladies was saying, That's there, right. you were saying. Um, where you have to, uh, where the submission comes into effect is, let's say you have a stalemate, and you come mm-hmm. to where you mm-hmm. both cannot mm-hmm. agree. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, somebody has S- to make that right. decision. S- uh, every organization has someone making uh, the final decision, right, Harry? That's correct. Yes. And whether you've got a business or a church or whatever, if we didn't have authority, picture a city without authority. There'd be uh, right. people running red lights, people running stop signs, mm-hmm. people be breaking the law even mm-hmm. worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. And um, we have to have authority uh, in our homes and in our churches and and wherever else. Um, Amen. That's the principle of harmony. Yeah, and it's so important. And uh, you know, I came out of a home as I as I mentioned earlier, the same kind of a home that was sexually confused. I was sexually confused as a mm-hmm. child. I didn't know what a, what a boy and a girl, what the roles were. I wasn't mm-hmm. taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only in the last twenty years uh, since I was. Uh, 25 years since I was 15, mm-hmm. and come into the church, that somebody took me aside and told me what the roles were of mm. men and women, and and uh, I'm, I'm finally learned what those roles are. Amen. Um, but there's a lot of confusion out there, so yeah, I'm glad right. we're addressing the roles of wives and husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been studying this for about 10 years and got a lot of Braille notes on it and things, but uh, it's so important that we teach... Uh, not only the adults, but that we teach our children Amen. and our teenagers uh, coming up behind Amen. us Amen. what those roles are as well. Amen. Thank you very much for your call, Harry. Hey, God bless I you. Appreciate all. your comments. Thank you. Thank you. And now we want to go to Jeff. We have the, the men that are that are calling in. No <laughs> wives. <laughs> Jeff from in Cleveland. How can we help you? Welcome to Transforming Lives. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I may be getting married in a couple of months, but I got a question about this. Ah. Let's say I come home from a hard day of work. Uh huh. And I'm in the mood, and she isn't. Should she submit to me, sir? I'll hang up and hear your answer. Very good. Who'd like to discuss that one? I, I didn't clearly understand his question. He says uh, uh, he he comes home from a hard day at work. He's in the mood, but she is not. Should she submit to him? In the mood for what? Yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> I'm in the mood for love. We, what, uh, Jeff, I wanted you to sing that song a little bit first. But, uh, uh, Jeff, I think that uh, sometimes there has to be a... Um, a congeniality. There has to be a uh, uh, what's the word I want? A um, um, there has to be a, there has to be a respect yeah. for the act. There has to be a rest. You know, it isn't something I think we men should come mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, right. I'm, I'm ready. You better be or right. demand or demanding." Right. I, I think right. it's an attitude. Uh, I think you have to have the proper attitude regarding submission. Right, uh, but the, the I just for some reason the word fails me uh, that uh, we need to have uh, at times with our with our with each other. Uh, there has to be a times that uh, we don't make. And, and first of all, I don't think that uh, headship uh, and submission means that we're supposed to make these great demands mm-hmm. uh, on our wives. Uh, and um, and headship is which we'll notice, which we'll see next week. Headship. Uh, the leadership of the husband is delegated. It's delegated authority uh, from God, and it's to be done in a certain model. 
uh, that's taken place uh, that you'll see that we'll take a look at uh, 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 in the scriptures. And I think uh, next week you're going to probably address some of that about right. one of the about the role of the husband right. in that way. Right, and we're going to have to take a two-minute break, and maybe I could think of that think of that word that just completely le- left my mind, and I can get back and uh, mention that to Jeff. But we'll take a two-minute break. Any uh, any that would like to call in, uh, feel free to at 216-901-0933 or toll-free at 888-677-9673. We'll be back in two minutes. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. My name is Armin Tiffey, and with a panel of uh, biblical counselors, and we're discussing the topic, God's role for wives in the marriage relationship. And uh, as we're stating, that role can be understood, best understood, by three key words that are found in the Bible. The word helper, the word submission, and the word respect. We've discussed the word helper. We've discussed the word submission. Of course, so much more can be said about either one of those words, uh, but because of time, let's move on uh, to the t- to the word to the to the third word, which is found in uh, Ephesians chapter five and verse thirty three. It says, "Let the wife see that she respects her husband." So the key word there is respect, as we're saying. In other words, wives have a special mandate from God. It says, "Let the wife see to it that she respects her husband." Now, unfortunately, we quite often see, uh, especially in, in marriage counseling, that instead of respecting their husbands, uh, many wives try to revamp them, <laughs> and they try to do so through nagging or, or criticism. And uh, what would you say are some of the ways that 
wives violate this command from God? I think one way is how we talk about our husbands to other people, whether it be to friends or coworkers, um, speaking negatively about him, bringing up his faults, the mistakes he's made, mm-hmm. um, definitely violates a respect for him. And, you know, also since respect means to reverence our husbands and to treat him as someone special, we can violate this command when we begin to reverence other people uh, like a boss or a co-worker more than our own husband. And I've also seen many women and and have often had to fight this myself Mm -hmm. uh, is treating the children as mm. more special mm. than my husband. Mm. You know, mm. we tend to think, oh, he, let, he can take care right. of himself. Right. Uh, mm. And we treat them more special, do right. more kind and special things for them mm-hmm. than for our own husbands. I Again, going to the scriptures that I pray for my wife. Uh, on Thursday, one of them is this scripture, Ephesians 5.23, and I asked the Lord, help me to live worthy of her respect. Right. That I mm-hmm. have to live my mm-hmm. life in such a mm-hmm. way that I, I get that respect from mm-hmm. her because of the way I live my life and the way I treat her. If I don't treat her in an understanding way, right. it's difficult for, for her to, for her to uh, respect me. Mm-hmm. Men want respect more than love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Women want love more than respect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Proverbs 14.1 speaks to the wife, and uh, it states, Every wise woman builds her house but a foolish woman plucks it down. You know how? Well, little by little, year by year, through nagging and criticism. And the scripture describes how a husband feels when a wife is disrespectful. Proverbs 12 and verse 4 says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. You know, that kind of sounds like there's some bad consequences that are caused by a disrespectful wife, doesn't it? Yes, it does. What would you say are some uh, potential consequences in the home of a disrespectful wife? Well, it's certainly a poor example if there's children in the home. Um, And I think as far as children goes, it not only affects their attitudes towards the father, but if this is the authority figure in the home and there's disrespect shown, then we're really teaching a child that they don't need to respect any authority. So whether it be teachers or a future employer, that if we speak disrespectfully as the mother to the husband, mm-hmm. that we're teaching that example to our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think in light of what we're talking about tonight, I think one of the main consequences of a disrespectful wife is that her husband may lose his motivation to lead Mm -hmm. in every area that she desires him to lead in, you know, in the home with the children and also as a spiritual leader. And she often wonders why. Mm -hmm. Why isn't he leading? Why isn't he taking Mm -hmm. charge with Mm -hmm. the children? And many times it is a result of her disrespect. Worse than that, Kathy, he begins to... um, Ex, uh, he begins to exit himself from the home. Absolutely. He begins to find reasons to, to do other things, right. to, be, to stay mm-hmm. late at work, mm-hmm. to, to go with buddies and what have you. And I have right. also found, and honey, we do a lot of marriage counseling, we have found that you know a wife belittles her husband long enough and he may eventually find someone sure. who appreciates mm-hmm. him and treats him as someone special. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that that's right, but, no. but no. that could be right. one but of the consequences. But it can be a consequence. Right. You know, Gus, uh, Pastor Gus was stating that he tries to 
uh, be a person that uh, wants to be earn or be worthy of his wife's respect. Uh, and some wives may be thinking right now, well, my husband doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't earn my respect, or he doesn't, des- re- re- <laughs> he doesn't deserve my respect. How would you respond to a to a wife that would say such a thing? What if he doesn't earn my respect? What if he doesn't deserve my respect? Well, it's not a matter of him earning it. It's a position God has placed mm-hmm. him in, and right. it's the position we're respecting. We're posi- we're respecting the position that God placed him in as the head of our home, and so it's a willingness to be obedient to God despite whether or not he really deserves that. I think it was you, Armin, who in a sermon once gave this illustration that if a policeman were to stop us on the street and you know mm-hmm. tell us we need to mm-hmm. stop our car, mm-hmm. we would stop. We wouldn't right. first ask him, well, do you live a moral life? And you know, did you <laughs> right. do everything that right. you should have done this morning? Right. We would do it for his position. We would respect that. Mm. Right, amen. Uh, real quick, we have about a minute. What does, uh, what does respect look like in the life of a wife? Um, well, I think a wife has to remember that respect is a choice mm-hmm. that she's going to make. Uh, sometimes she may not feel like talking to her husband in a kind tone of voice, or she may not think that he warrants her respect, and it's at those times that she's got to choose Amen. out of a di- desire to please mm-hmm. the Lord to respect her husband. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, our time is up. It's a fast hour. And it's been a joy being with you here tonight by way of radio. And we'd ask you to tune in next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Transforming Lives. And the topic is going to be God's role for husbands in the marriage relationship. God bless you and good night. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Forget the TV. Boot up your PC. Watch Greg Laurie whenever you want at lightsource.com.